Alrighty, folks, welcome to a, another edition of Pubcast. We're recording Woo! a Pubcast, an actual Pubcast. Here we are. Um, in, our in, in our own housey pubs. Obviously, nobody yep. is out yet. Um, nobody's gone out, uh, out into the world. As always, I'm Wayne. I'm Kim. I'm Darren. And we are, we are doing it like the last one. We're doing this over Zoom. Um, I know it's been a, it's been a while. Um, since we recorded, it was April. We recorded our last proper podcast, no. podcast, as in like this oh, on Zoom. April oh was when God. we, I think it was April when we recorded the last Zoom podcast, the one that went on wow. for like three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it was a, unexpectedly just three and a half hour podcast. Yes, I'd be glad. There's just no way I can do that uh, tonight. But sure. yeah, neither can well, I. Neither can said. I. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, like, we, we've obviously been in the Dungeons and Dragons thing. We've had like two episodes, two, three episodes of Dungeons and Dragons solution. Solution? What? Um, Dungeons and Dragons uh, game since since then. Um, and we will obviously, we're planning our next one um, for, for next month, uh, for this month at some point. Um, because everyone's schedules with the way everything's going, it's, it's people don't know what the crack is with lockdown. Can they go outside? Will they go outside? Captain. Trapped in cabinets, Captain Cabinets. <laughs> oh, go out, can you go out? Time, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, that type of thing. Fine with a um, well, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. But but we have to sort, sort all that out. We, like, and we have a great giveaway prize on that one as well, thanks to Dublin City Comics. If you haven't checked it out, this is the plug now. If you haven't checked it out, you could win um, a copy of the Critical Role book, the, the, the Chronicles of Exandria, which is a beautiful art book. I got a copy of it for myself as well an astounding collection of art based on the show Critical Role. And that is, thanks to WZ Comics and their ongoing sponsorship, that is our giveaway prize for the last episode of the podcast, Plays Dungeons and Dragons. These so, prizes are sterling. Oh, like, un- unreal stuff. stuff like, and, they and, are and, really, really cool. And, and like, people have entered, and we thank everyone that's entered. But yep. if you, well, you to, enter, well, to, to enter, you just go check out the latest episode of podcast, Plays Dungeons and Dragons. It's on YouTube. Uh, on just basically search for up podcast plays uh, Dungeons and Dragons and you'll find it and um, it's episode 11 and you answer a simple question put it in the comments below and then share the video on social media tagging Irish podcast and that's all you got to do um, so and that book could be yours we will throw it in the post out to you uh, as soon as we announce the winner on the next episode so you have until uh, just before we record the next episode to get your answer in for that one um, but we haven't recorded one of these since April. So Look at my little face. Look how happy I am to see you. Yeah. Look, you wonderful idiots. I missed you so much. <laughs> <laughs> ditto, ditto. Because <laughs> as you know, Wayne, you know, when we play D&D, we never deviate. We are on message, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Character so we, we never get to talk to each other. You know, it's just business. Business fish. Business. Mm. Um, those, those those monsters aren't going to kill themselves, you know. No. Well, look, uh, I mean, like, uh, I I did. I think it was on Twitter the other day, and uh, I, I don't know what it was. What it, somebody had t- tweeted, um, and I haven't did the lady at the service by not remembering who it was because my brain is like a fucking sieve. Um, yeah, that's um, But I was on Twitter, Twitter. I was on the old Twitter the other day, and um, there was. Let me see now. It was, I will tell you who it is. It is Orla Nidu, um, at Naturally Orla, um, who is uh, actually one of um, 
the Dublin and Dragons group and also plays with the um the uh, um the oh Jesus my brain is melting at the moment it's so warm it's um, the heat it's a dry heat um, <laughs> yeah um so she she tweeted about doing a podcast sorry uh, I need to take a drink uh, <laughs> He tweeted about doing a podcast, and I jokingly said we should do a podcast po- podcast with everyone in the world that in the world of nerd that haven't seen each other in months because Dublin Comic Con couldn't happen, yeah. and uh, yeah. and then it was like a case of uh, I think our, our Tom chimed in and stuff like that, and then I realised fuck we haven't recorded the podcast in ages, um, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah here here we are. I think we oh, did a firepowers combined. We all got yeah. the kind of kinky feeling at the same time. We got the we got the itch. To kind of go and and want to record, uh, and I've been thinking over the last couple of days. Look, we need to go back and record a, 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 a like an actual podcast. So here we are. Um, and there has been a lot of stuff um, that has happened over the last couple of months. Like I know everyone is like worried about a lot of stuff that's going on, and and, and we've had the outlets that we've had to kind of get us through all of this very luckily, and everyone has stayed safe and stayed at home. And looked after themselves uh, and worn masks when they've gone out and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I've, I, I personally have had a lot of kind of stuff to keep me sane. You know, obviously my, my wife and my daughter keep me very sane. But other stuff as well. Um, well, you know, you want to be careful about using toddlers as a sanity device. So my, my strength to you, Wayne, I wish you all strength. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's, it's a case of uh, we've, we've, we we've have ventured out as a as a family uh, over the last couple of weeks, but uh, like stayed away from other people, um. So it, it was good. That, excuse me in that regard. Um. But I think I've done a lot of nerdy stuff. Played a lot of video games, like uh, an obscene amount of video games. Indeed, um, same here. So that has helped a lot. Um, Tell us what you're playing and how many hours you've logged, Wayne and Darren. Well, uh, I played. I played, finished, played and finished The Last of Us Part 2, um, which was about, I'd say, I think it was about a lot, a, sort of 30 hours into that one, um, which was an emotional roller coaster from start to finish. I will say, like, I don't know if it records it when it's, I know it, it's great, it, it, well, it's either it's great or it's shaming you, because I know, like, when you can look at the, the last time you saved and it tells you how much time you've worked up playing it. Hmm. And I have a tendency, well, when I was playing, I'd pause it and do a couple of other different things and go back to it. Well, I had chopped up 45 hours. So if you've done it in 30, then it must have been recording, uh, the, chalking up the time when I had it paused. Well, but, I mean, um, I, I pretty much just, iter- it, I just went, I beeline straight through that game because I've been waiting... Straight in, no kissing. Straight in, no kissing. Um, uh, I've been waiting for that game for, for like everyone has. Anyone that's a fan of that, that that series of games from Naughty Dog, I've been waiting for that game for a long, long time. So um, when it landed on my doorstep, I was like, give that. And I was like, uh, straight into it, powered through it. And it was an emotional ride. It really was from start to finish. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, uh, what this, The Last of Us is about. If you're not a gamer, if you're not into, into the game itself, um, the first one, basically, you, you played the role of a character called, well, two, two characters, Ellie and Joel, uh, uh, as they trekked across America to find um, answers to kind of, well, one, Joel was delivering Ellie to a group of people um, because she was apparently considered to have the cure for what is essentially the zombie apocalypse. Um, immune. 
she was immune to the um, to this kind of like plague that had, had infested itself in humanity. Eh? Yeah, and um, yes. <laughs> she had been bitten by what's called a clicker, which is a zombie in this world, and she did not turn. And um, basically, he was then charged with transporting her. You know, he didn't want to. He was against his kind of against his will. He kind of started off going. Look, I'll get you from here to there, but I'm not going to go that fucking far. But obviously, they bonded, and they kind of had a father and daughter relationship by the end of the game. And then certain elements happened that led on to the sequel. And when the sequel happens, it literally hits the ground running, and you're like, emotional roller coaster after emotional roller coaster after emotional roller coaster, just fucking pounding on you as a player. Um, an immersive game that. Beautifully realized by Naughty Dog and everyone there. Neil Druckmann was the game the director and he had a massive team behind him. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was so worth the wait. I know a lot of people didn't like... Why were people complaining, Wayne? What was the criticism because, at the beginning? Well, so... Too much apprehension? No, well, I think what it was was people were complaining because the game didn't go the way they wanted it to go. They wanted to be able to play another game that was similar to the first one where it was Joel and Ellie all the way through and... It was all about the relationship and all about their 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 life together, and that's not what it was about. If you okay. play, I was lucky enough. I because I never played the re, I played the game, finished it, and loved it. And then the remastered came out. But I had a, I had a queue of games a mile long. So when it came out, I went, "Oh yeah, that, well, hang on, I haven't fucking played the remastered one." Yeah. So I was lucky enough to play all of that, and then straight into number two. Yeah. So there wasn't a gap. I didn't have the chance to kind of get my own ideas of where the game was going. And personally, I, I, w the way it went, I, I could see it going that way. You know, I was shocked yeah. at a few things. I can, I was shocked that I, 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 the, 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 I reckon the first thing that they were pissed off about, I can understand, but it was more for me. It was more of a shock. And then it made sense, and then I continued on. Like, um, I don't know if we can. Well, I've I finished it. I like, hate you with no spoilers. I love it, Darren. That was like anyone who played it knows what you're talking about. And yeah. no yeah. one of us was not. You might suddenly decide, you know what? Fuck this. Dust off PlayStation Four, or sorry, Three, and or if you're lucky, PlayStation Five will have both of them, and yeah. just play them. And then you'll go, oh my god, I can see what the guys were going on about now. But um, like, I, yeah, I mean, like he's right though. I mean, it's a case of the spoilers are. Even though the game has been out for a long, long time now, and you can yeah, you never look. know when someone's going to play. You don't know, it. and I, we don't want to ruin it. It's so story driven. So here's the, and that's the thing. This game is so story and character driven that if you say anything about it that is going to spoil the story, it would ruin it for anyone that has yet to get into it. I know people that are oh. only just starting to play it now, um, yeah. and I was only talking to Stephen Mooney there last night. And exactly. He, he's only started it. He's only just started. He's only about five, five or six hours in. So, I mean, if he's listening to this and he's going, oh, I'm not going to tell him, I'm not going to say, oh, well, this fucking happens. Like, yeah. the start of the game, something very traumatic happens, something emotional happens. That, that is the MacGuffin that kicks off the adventure. And it's, it's, a, it's a tale of revenge. Now, from the get-go, from the first, from there's a particular moment that happens in the very, very first game that when it happened, I was like, okay, when there's a sequel, because there will be, when there's a sequel, I know what the story of the sequel is going to be because this is foreshadowing for the story of the sequel. It made, it made sense. From playing it from one to the, the into it, it was only, 
yeah, it made sense why a certain. Can we name characters, or will we not? Now, I wrote a little list of the individual oh, let's, characters. Let's just, just okay. Well, from here, this this point, right? Let's talk about. Right. Let's say spoilers for the story spoilers. of Last of Us. Perfect. One Perfect. and two. So anyone that hasn't played the game, and I know there's people out there that have meaning, have been meaning to get into it, and haven't, and haven't had the time because it's a big time investment. From here on in, there are going to be spoilers for the next couple of minutes for The Last of Us One, and for The Last of Us Two. So we are giving you a spoiler warning now. If you if you don't want to listen or watch this us talking about these games, fucking fast forward. We might try and put some timestamps on the YouTube video if we can. I need to figure that out, and then. Yeah. Uh, basically, then if it's the audio, just skip a bit, and then you'll you know you'll get there. But anyway, we'll the last, yeah, in the Last of Us one, there is a section in the game. The character Joel uh, is injured really badly, quite late in the game, mm-hmm. and he is. And Ellie manages to get him away from the people that are attacking them. She kills them and drags him off, and it cuts. And it's Joel is recovering from his injuries, and you're playing as Ellie. And you're going hunting, you're trying to find medical supplies. And there's a whole side story with Ellie while Joel is recover, recovering. Is involved... it your first time playing as her then? It is, yeah. It's her first time yeah. playing as Ellie in the, in the first one. Uh, up until that point, you play as Joel all the way through with Ellie as, as a support character helping you through the missions. Um, and when you're playing as Ellie, I was like, right, when there's a sequel, this is going to be the sequel. She's going to be, yeah. Ellie's going to be older and you're going to be playing her. Whether it's two, three years down the line when they build the game and make it, it's going to take a couple of years to make this game, make a sequel. Ellie will be older and either Joe won't be in the picture or something will happen to Joe and she'll have to go off and sort something out. Which is exactly what happens in the sequel. Still a shock, dude. Oh, the way they do it is so visceral and so gut-wrenching because the, the character of Joe is ingrained in the big, like a lot of people who, got, who fell in love with this game. Yeah. Um, they fell in love with the characters. Joel is a broken character. In the opening sequence of the first game, in Last of Us 1, the opening sequence is famous for the fact that Joel is a single father raising a teenage daughter and the plague breaks out. And in the process, his daughter is killed in front of his eyes by ah. a soldier. Fuck. And that's so the opening crazy. sequence of the first game. That's literally well, the first five minutes. These freezers aren't going to fill themselves. No. Wait, bridges, yeah. bridges. <laughs> and there's nothing he can do. That's that's such a shock. Straight in, yeah. you think that they'd build it up, but they kind of straight in. Like that's the opening sequence of the game. You're kind of going, okay, the gloves are off straight off the bat. Like it's like, boom, and then yeah, it skips. It jumps like ten years. I think. I think it's ten years, ten or twenty years. It jumps. Yeah, from, twenty years. I think. Twenty years. It jumps from the outbreak. His daughter getting killed, then it jumps forward 20 years, and Joel is old and grizzled and angry, and he's basically a fixer. That's what he does. He's a survivor. The saint of killers. Right? You can, yeah. you he's can a, tell he's he, a bit of a bad man. He's done things. Oh, he's done some know? horrible shit. Now, then that's when Joel meets Ellie, and he has to then, and, Joe, and Ellie is roughly the same age as his daughter was when she died. And now this girl is trust upon him, put in his charge, and he has to keep her safe and travel across the country with her. You have to get it to the Fireflies. Yeah, the Fireflies are the rebels in this particular universe. And they reckon they could get a cure for this plague from her. So the process of the game is you traveling across the country and uh, going through obstacles and different things and trying to survive and get Ellie from from, to, to the Fireflies. And then during that, Joel gets injured and you have to play as Ellie. 
and then some really horrible shit happens to Ellie and she has to go become in, come into herself and really mature very quickly to survive again and get back to Joel and then keep him right. alive and then you just move on. That sounds very stressful. Very phenomenal title. Phenomenal right. game. Just amazing. And again, like, and you're aware of this and anyone that's listened to the podcast or has even just met me in person is aware that I'm very luckily got to speak to Troy Baker. Your boyfriend the of the voice of Joel. He's the voice <laughs> of Joel. His voice isn't enough. It's the he, whole No, he, he, yeah. they acted out. It's all mocap. So he acts out. It's, it's well, yeah. like they, they filmed this live and they actually did the stage production at the launch of it as far as I'm aware. You can watch the, wow. lot, the stage production that they did of it, like, which is like they did a couple of scenes and they did it live on stage uh, with the actors. It's all on YouTube. You can watch it all on YouTube. But um, so I have, I, I very luckily have the added layer of having interviewed the actor who played Joel and, and having great conversations with him. He's a lovely guy. Um, and I've had continued to have great conversations with him over the years uh, through multiple, multiple different avenues. And I've met him, met him now a couple of times. And it just adds an extra layer of, of, of not so much familiarity with, for me personally as a player, but I can identify. When you, when you see the person and then you see the performance and you see how different they are, they're more. So I'm just going to write that down. Sorry, Wayne and Troy up a tree. Is that what I'm writing? Okay. Okay, Actually, Wayne, you remember that scene later uh, in number two when they're carving something on the, on the tree? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I was I was thinking, oh, this is another reality. It's Wayne and. <laughs> <laughs> but so get just like fast forward to part two, and this is for anyone that hasn't played part two. This is a very early on spoiler. Um, oh, we spoiled the reason. Well, it's the, the, it's the, the end bit. The, it's the MacGuffin the, for the story. Well, the end bit for the for the first one um, is Joel gets Ellie to the Fireflies. And it turns out that to get the cure out of her, they have to kill her and cut her up. And Joel goes, nope, and murders everyone. So yeah, he, he, decides, he decides he's not going to hand over Charles Grodin to Dennis Farina. And then he decides he's not going to get into back into the guild um, because he's going to keep the frog-eating child. Yeah. And wait, am I? Yeah. So I'm a bit lost. But I'm oh man, I want to see a Midnight Run yeah. Mandalorian crossover. <laughs> it's exactly the same. Darren, it's the same device it's done fun, in very. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah. it's been done multiple times across multiple different. It's very. It's also very long wolf and cub as well at the same time. It is. Yeah, but, um, I don't. Well, I got yeah, that from the start yeah. of the game. I don't what? think I would have in that situation. I don't think. This is why you, you kind of see how dark Joel is. Because, he, he, you know, maybe it's like, oh, I'll shoot anyone that gets in my way rescuing the girl. He's like, no, you'll come after me. Bam, bam. Like, you're just but like, here's, wow. Here's the thing, man. I, tell, I can tell you this now, honestly, man, as a father of a daughter, if anyone, if anyone threatened my daughter in any way, shape, or form, I would do time. Like, that oh, is oh, the oh, natural oh. instinct of a father. And at that point in the game, that's his daughter. Yeah. I, no, I understand that. I'm also thinking, yeah, because he is already, because he is already killed, and it's kind of like, you know, it's like you know, eating food. It's probably makes sense that he's gone. <clears> but it's, it's party, not even you know? that though. At that point, at that point, it's not even about the fact that he's used to killing. The, it's that, the difference between getting off with some young one in a nightclub when your wife is at home, or sleeping with her friend. 
there is there is a difference in the level of emotional commitment with uh, uh, deadedness, getting people dead. I would imagine. Wait, uh, I would imagine. I guess I don't know, but that wasn't really my train of thought in this particular situation. <laughs> no, but, uh, I was talking about Darren uh, when he was asking. You know, he's used to indiscriminately killing, and I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's gonna be different this time. I've got an ignorant question for you guys. I'm gonna earn my reputation as the color commenter here. Okay. Uh, color commentator. I remember once nearly rupturing my spleen, laughing at Carl Pilkington when he was saying that when you listen to a song with a story. You can only listen to it once. So if you listen to um, uh, Escape by the Buffett that isn't the investor, the other guy, Warren Buffett, uh, no, Jimmy Buffett, which is the, the one that isn't the billionaire, the other one, the singer. Uh, I've no you idea. like pina coladas. That guy, I, like, yeah. Right, so that song is called Escape. Could you, could, you not, could you not have picked a better story song? Okay, I've got a better one. Babushka by Kate Bush. It's okay. actually... It's the yeah. same story. It's again, it's the same story. It's Midnight Run and it's The Mandalorian. Yeah, it's the but same uh, as Frank Carson always says, it's how you tell him. Tell, tell you don't. Tell, so tell uh, I have to tell you, uh, Carl Pilkington established that if it's got a narrative, you're never going to listen to it again because you know the story already. And I'm like, well, no. That's <laughs> if your video game is is a is a is a play is a movie you know is a is a narrative that you can't deviate from you probably you don't play it again do you or do you do it to see if you can do it faster you the great thing it. about the you, games is, is that there's a story element and there's a killing the monsters element or in this case zombies uh, but the story is so good like i disagree with that because there's books that i've picking up even though i've known the ending and read again now and uh, especially considering it's me it takes me ages with a book but same with computer games. It's like, you know what's going to happen. There's bits you might have forgotten, but if it's good, you want to do it again. Right. You know, well, you invest, good. I think a case with these games, you invest so much emotion on the characters and you yeah. want to see, you're kind of hoping that they'll, they'll get through it and you want to see it. And then sometimes when things don't go the way you want them to, you go back and play it again because just to... Just oh, there to, is know, an option. Shock, maybe, you know, there is not get the story right or to well no it. it's not that no this the last of us is a linear story it's yeah. it's got to start middle and end but it's the experience of playing that game it's right. such a good game yeah it's such a well-crafted game well acted it's well put a, together it's it's, it's like dark, it's like, like it, but it's like you said old. yeah but it's like you said it's like a movie you how many times do you watch the same movie over and over again you i've know? seen midnight run about 900 times. yeah how many times <laughs> do you watch bring it on you know what I mean? I mean, guys, guess where I went on a family staycation, or as as Brazzy is insisting, we call them Lehinta Hira. Oh, oh I went to Burr. <laughs> also with the yeah, I went to Burr, and I did that the entire time. So I know because you sent me a video of it. Yes, I did. Yes, what I was did. I going to do? Not send you a video of it? That is true. That is true. I was in a car park with my mom belly hanging out. It had to have. <laughs> um, but to to tangent back to the last of us part two. Um, so following on from the end of it, the start of the first, of the second game, and again, spoilers for anyone who hasn't played the fucking game yet and wants to. Mm-hmm. Within the first say ten minutes of the game, Joel is brutally murdered. Um, oh, that 
that's why people were mad because they were in love with him because he yeah. was their hero man alpha yeah. man so there's that's, that's, that's one of that's one of the elements why people were mad yeah, yeah. You play abby um you just like these two people it's the way it's done these two people are like looking for someone and one of them goes off looking for the person bumps into the person that she's looking for and then tricks them in it's the way it's done tricks them into coming back and then even though that they've rescued her life she oh it, it's so shocking like i still can't like so yeah there's a character that we get introduced to in the game called abby and so you start off the game you're playing as joe so is she start, in part one as well is abby in part no, one as well? Abby's oh, a new no character. she's new Okay. New character. So this is set five years after the end of the last game. Five, I think it's five years. Yeah. And Joel, they're now living in a town, um, and it's a community. It's a walled community. It's all safe. It's all. It looks like it's a. It's like it's actual life. It li living within the world that is infected with this plague. And you start as Joel, and his brother Tommy is with you, who you meet in the first game. He's one of. He's one of the old fireflies but he was one of the good ones. And Joel's brother. Joel's yeah, brother. Awesome. So there, you start the game as them, and then you transition to Ellie, and you do a few missions with Ellie. And you're, you're introduced to other characters in the game. And then you're introduced to this new character called Abby. And, and she is... You're like, you don't know anything about her when you first meet her. You're kind of like, okay. And you're out in the mountains, and it turns out you're just outside where the town is where Joe and Ellie live. And you find out that she is there with a group of people that are from Seattle that are looking for somebody in the town. You don't know who it is. And she, get, she then decides to go off on a walk because she has an argument with a friend. She goes off by herself and is like, look, I'm going to fucking sort this out myself. She goes off. She runs. She, she nearly gets taken down by, uh, by, by uh, infected but, and some clickers, some infected. Like, so there's different stages of, of zombie in this. They're not called right. zombies. They're different stages. Of, there's infected runners clickers and then go all, it goes on from there clickers are the ones you probably seen the Z -word. they don't use the z word at all or z word nope. um, it's a plant that gets yeah. you it's so a, it's because it's yeah it's a fungal infection and it turns people into these <laughs> mad looking things but the clickers look phenomenal it looks like it looks like they have a, a an ink block test of the face. it's kind of like the whole front of their face has got like fungal infections on them it's yeah. kind of, it, it looks like Those something in a pan's yeah. labyrinth it's brilliant. It looks it goes amazing. Into your brain and drives you crazy, and then yeah, yeah. you know t you, you lose your senses and just want to kill everyone and spread the virus, and then eventually it bursts out of you. That's why it's like the, the time they took to kind of come up with a different version of zombie was pretty sweet as well. Like you know, think, yeah. think of um like you know um you know the zombies in Twenty Eight Days Later how they're fast yeah. and feral. Yeah. These are fast and feral, but they've got they have different stages of evolution. Uh, and the longer they're infected, they become other things, and the, the right. fungus inside them grows and adapts and changes their body and their biological kind of makeup. Uh, and nice. it's phenomenal. It's a beautiful design. It's, it's terrifying. Like it's actually, it's so tense when you're playing the game and you come across certain variations on these creatures. And you Are have they to really be, noisy? They're like, they have this like, They occasionally and they, scream. Yeah. And it, they <laughs> scream when they see you, right? Yeah. But it's great. They, they occasionally scream and you think, oh shit, they've seen me. But they sometimes just do it yeah. to see if you will move. Yeah. So they they, 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 awesome. they don't see because the fungus is all over their face. Yeah. They can't oh, see it. They can't see in the dark. You can have a flashlight on them and they won't see it. It's to hear the movement. So Why it's like a, it's like a T Rex. Open in here yeah. Right? So 
and um, they do the they do the jerky thing, you know that. Oh yeah, it's always that. a good one. Yeah, they do that. Tell the, the nurses. Yeah, but um, they're a very nice and nice idea and a nice kind of. It sounds like it's a complete, like just a beautifully put together project. Like it so is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, from start to finish, yeah. Even um, the world is great because all the plant life is overgrown. You know, it's it's well, yeah, you can, it's, it's what you think the end of the world will be. If, did they make their money back? Did they what? Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so you're introduced to Abby, and Abby is this new character. You don't know anything about her, and then it turns out the person she's there to find is Joe, and it turns it also transpires as you find out through the game that the doctor that was going to operate on Ellie was her father, and he was the last person that Joe killed before he took Ellie and left. And Abby has been waiting all of this time to find Joe and exact her revenge. Oh, Jesus. Now, now, the thing about it is, here's where the controversy comes into it, right? Yes, they killed Joel off, but anyone that would have, with a, a, a sliver of common sense after playing the first game knew that Joel was not going to survive in the second game. You knew he it, had it, to die. It was shit, a, it's it natural, didn't his past was going to come back and haunt him. Yeah. You knew that. Natural transgression of storytelling. You knew yeah. that the, the big payoff for this game, after what Joel did in the first game, there had to be a comeuppance, and this was it. And that's the MacGuffin that starts this. Check murderer, I think yeah. they call it. Um, <laughs> and the thing that, that there's two things that are con- well, two things that were controversial with a lot of gamers because unfortunately, a lot of gamers are fucking morons. And uh, one of the main things is is that Abby, Abby is a buff, butch woman. Right. She's well built. She's a weightlifter. Um, well, you're not allowed those in video games. Right? Why not? And oh, there's, oh no, there, sorry. Oh, there is, there is one woman and children. Uh, those are the acceptable females. I thought it was cool Dirty that you were playing this kind of, like a tank. Hooker bot, yeah. uh, love interest, and child. That's what you're allowed. Yeah, so the, that was one of the bigger controversies. When Abby was first announced as a character, nobody really knew much about her. But the images that were released of her, the images that were released of her, she was a, a stocky bodybuilder build. And she's actually, her body type is based on a real female bodybuilder whose name escapes me at this moment. And, of course. But she's a, she's a formidable character. She can hold her own in this, in like, I mean, what else would you think? Like, you adapt in this universe to survive. And Abby adapted because the revenge in her heart drove her to what she wanted to yeah. become. She wanted yeah. to be she, somebody who could do and inflict this pain, you know? She was lucky that where she's based, with the people she's based, you're actually, because I'd see some assholes go, oh, where would she get a gym in the, in the pandemic? But oh, they're the not trying to really marry to a computer game character. <laughs> yeah. They taught about everything just to tell the idiots to shut up. It's like, she, she walks through a gym like, with, her, with, with her team um. Uh, like and oh, I, I was I, I don't know if I should spoil it because it's one of the kind of big when you like oh I, it's a kind of cutting across but like when when um you're you're playing as Ellie obviously you're going to get revenge on the people that you know killed Joel so you're coming across these people random fa- now the faces are brilliant but I was always wondering why I'm seeing vivid faces of the people I'm getting revenge on because they're. Yeah, it's they're, so well done. It's so well it done. And, actual, and when you facial animations, if you you can turn the camera when you're killing somebody like close range, and you can turn the camera, and you can see Ellie's face, and you can see the face on the person you're killing, and Ellie's face is like, you know the face on, you know the face that Gollum pulls when he's trying to get the yeah. ring, like, yeah. 
it's that kind of a face. And then you see the people that are getting killed. The look of horror and fear in their eyes is unreal. It's so well done. It's yeah. so realistic. And it's, it literally drives the point home. Um, but yeah, D-Man, you were saying? Yeah, I was just, well, I, I don't know, I'm cutting across your apologies, Wayne, but like, um, you, you play as Ellie and you're, it's done in days, you know, which I thought was very, very good. But then, it, this is why I remember when you, when you sent us that picture of the D&D stuff on the table, what, what yeah. kind of got it for me is, is like, I seen that you were playing as Abby and I was like, hang on, why are you playing? And then I was like, oh, you play as Abby again. And then it, it happened where you go back to day one as Abby yeah, and you're hanging around with all these people, and you know you're doing stuff, and you're like, hang on, all these people look for me, and you're the people around you are the people that you have just individually murdered as Ellie. It's so and well done, to, like yeah, and you so get well to know done. these people, you really get to know them, and you start feeling guilty, even though that in your eyes at the beginning of this game you were justified and going to get revenge, until as I said, you find out that that you, sorry, that Joel killed Abby's. Dad, and then you were getting revenge. But you, the thing is, you let you let Ellie and Tommy go. You had a chance to kill them, and you say no, go on. And then from her perspective, you're like, oh shit, hang on. The people I let live, Ellie, I let live. She's come back to kill my friends, and it's just so well done. Like there's so many different emotions you feel through this. I'm still kind of questioning who I'm, who I was up for, or who I'm up for. Like if there is someone, to, like if, if I'm on the side of Ellie. If I, uh, or if I'm on the side of Abby, because it, it twists even more, which I, 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 I let Wayne, if Wayne wants to talk about it, but just that bit for me, like getting to know Abby's friends and then feeling more and more guilt and then realizing, oh, hang on a second, maybe I didn't kill the, ba- the Owen. Maybe he was someone that looked like him. And then you come across your, your boyfriend on the ground who, you know, like, but it's, it's even like you, they go through the fact of like that you're so, you're so focused on revenge you don't care about your boyfriend, like you're working out, you're, you're doing, you're, you're just focused on this one thing and you have like interactions and flashbacks. You even have, as I said, like you even, have, the first thing uh, is that you're looking for your dad, you're looking for your dad. And as soon as you realize that, like you see, and you go, hang on, I've seen him before. And you realize he's the doctor. Cause for me, I had just shot him like two days prior as Joel. Yeah, you, like, went, you went straight oh, from the first one, straight into yeah. the second one. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh fuck, is this going to be, hopefully this is the only guilt I feel. But no, I, I just murdered all Abby's friends, and now I've got to kind of go. Oh, well, the the bit where she where you see, you know, she comes in on the theater, and she's there. I'm like wondering. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, like, would I pull the like, like, to, to, to give context to what oh, Darren yeah, is saying? Sorry. To so you do like so you play the first section of the game of Last of Us Two as Ellie, and you go through it. And you start to systematically find every single person that came to the town to kill Joel, and you take them out one by one. And it turns right. see the, also the point of going on this on this mission is that Tommy Joe's brother has gone ahead of you, and his wife is like, "Look, let's go get him and bring him back." But Ellie's like, "No, I'm going to go and I'm going to fucking kill these people." So you're actually going after Tommy to find him, but also kill everyone at the same time. And your girlfriend is with you as you're doing this. So there's all these different interactions that are happening. So what happens is you're traveling with your girlfriend, who has only like a couple of days ago had broken up with her long-term boyfriend, but they were cool. And as you're traveling, it turns out you find out that your girlfriend at the point, at that point is pregnant. Yeah. Right. And you're traveling through Seattle and you're, she's, you have to leave her in a movie theater and go off and do your revenge. 
And as you're doing it, it gets to the climax of Ellie's story. And you're getting to the point where you find two of the characters that were very close to Abby and you kill them. In Cold Blood, you kill them. But it turns out the woman that you kill is also Mel. pregnant. Yeah, that was hard. So she was like, she's like six months pregnant. And she's in this, she's wearing this big coat. So you can't you tell. And Ellie kills her and then kills another guy. And as your man is slowly dying, he points at her and it's like, she was pregnant. And then he dies. And Ellie just fucking loses it and gets out of there. And then Abby, then it, that's when the story switches. You see Abby's reaction and then it switches back to day one and you play through that entire section again as Abby from her point of view. And you see everything from that angle as like Joel killed her dad. You see the relationship she had with her dad. She had the relationship she had with all of her friends over the last five years while Joel and Ellie were living in Jackson. And it's like yeah. all of this stuff. So it builds these characters up and doesn't make it black and white. It makes it, it's no. so gray all the way through. You have mad dreams when you're playing this shit. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, like, sometimes. Particularly now. Like, yeah. you know, particularly in the world we're living in, how could you not have mad dreams when you're doing this shit? Oh, but, yeah, um, I suppose. So I, I sunk 30 hours into that game, finished it, adored every second of it, was traumatized for a lot of it, but it was good trauma. It was, it was actually quite yeah. cathartic. It was a, it was a yes. phenomenal game to play. And I, I'm just very aware that we've been speaking That's about amazing. The Last of Us 2 and 1 for the last 45 minutes. But yeah. it's a phenomenal, got, got, phenomenal game. La, la, two last little questions, Wayne. Uh, well, one is, were you, do you remember the bit in the game with the sniper when you're playing as Abby? Yes, yes. Were you shocked as, as me? Who were, I'm not going to say who it is, no. but when you found out who it was, were you, I, I was totally shocked. I knew I it was him was because they did the, yeah. sec, they did the bit earlier on when you're Ellie, when Tommy teaches you how to snipe. Fuck, it didn't occur to me. And when I got up so, and he, he charges you and grabs you, and you have the little touch to light. I wasn't scared. I was, oh, it's you. All right. But, oh, yeah, sorry. You're the bad guy. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah. But which, who would you go, who do you think was in the right? Abby no, or Ellie? That, or that's no, the no. thing. There's no right or wrong. It was just all revenge. That's a nightmare. Also, what a casual dispatch of human life when human life is exceptionally precious right now given that yeah. so many of them are turning yeah. into monsters yeah. <laughs> yeah it was it was it was a strange time for that game to be released but it was it was always de- it was actually delayed a couple of times but it was always destined to be released regardless of everything That's, else that's going on is it ever bad news when a game is delayed like that it just means that they're no. putting more into yeah, it they're making sure it's, it's right getting released on time despite the fact it's not finished can just can just finish that can stop happening please because yeah. when you look at the games that are delayed and i'm sure they took shit in meetings and i'm sure they took shit in emails and blah 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 but when you look at games that were delayed and then ultimately released um i mean it's always worth it unlike say New Mutants. <laughs> God, are we no. ever going to see that? <laughs> well, there's, God, a release yes. old there was a, there's a release date for it now, isn't there? Yeah. And there's a trailer, there's been, so. We've been had release dates for the New Mutants. God bless that cast and crew. God damn it, what hey, is look, going on they, with they that? They got paid. Movie? They don't give a they fuck. They got their they got money. Paid. But did you see that they did it? What's it? A, uh, there's a little joke going around the internet. New Mutants finally get released. Uh, Skype call with cast. And they're all old. <laughs> they're all in their 60s. 
Um, well, it's getting released here on the 29th of August. And yeah, well, so well, they are birthday. Yeah, I'm looking here saying. Remember new, when they moved? News. They moved the date to avoid clashing with Deadpool too. Jesus Christ! Yeah, baby. Well, couldn't you go yeah, see? Yeah, baby. I just Fuck feel like me. I've been looking at the New Mutants release. It's now a joke to me. I don't even know what the fucking New Mutants are at this point. Like, I, I, I. Well, the New Mutants are like. I mean, it's it, it, from what this model of the film is. It's going to be a horror fantasy, um, and I, I wish it well. Um, I'm not yeah. gonna fucking see it in the cinema because I'm not gonna oh see it. Oh dear! Oh no! He gave yeah. it a southern bless your heart. Oh yeah. god! I say if but, it's uh, gonna be a horror, it'll be good to see. No, well, like, I mean, I've seen the trailers and it looks it looks good. Like I'm I'm interested, but I'm gonna wait for home release. I'm a, Have you I, been, yeah, I've been sadly I've been reading the comments underneath. Well, like because uh, Cine World. Never read the open. comments, Demon. No, no, Never no. This is the Cine World, not for a movie. I make my own. I make. I, I'm gonna like it anyway. <laughs> but no, Jesus Christ. I was thinking, oh, maybe they'll, maybe like when the cinema's open, I might go because everybody will be wearing a mask and they'll be really safe. And then I went into the comments because it's Cineworld's open at the end of the month. And no, no, people well, are masks are, are mandatory people. now, so they have they can't get in without them. So, unless you're eating in the auditorium while watching the movie, or if you've got a or if you're this 60, this he had a note so from his mom exempting him. And mom. I was just like, that doesn't work. Well, his mom doesn't work. Like. A doctor, a do- has to be a doctor. Unless his mom is a doctor, a note from your mom is not going to excuse you for wearing a mask. I know, but he he thought he was grand. I'm exempt. Look, and I was just like, I'm not going back because there's going to be loads of people doing that in. shit, and I'm going to get into an argument. And this, it's just, it's a shame that people don't realize. Hang on, could you imagine if this was a, like? I know the jokes are out there, but a zombie apocalypse, right? Zombies are out there eating your brains. You're sitting in, you know, like trying to hold off. And suddenly your friend gets up to, and goes, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm going outside. But there's zombies outside. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, I don't, it, I'm, I'm sick of being stuck up. in. It's my right. Are you going to wear your protective, your protective clothing? No, I don't want to. But the zombies will bite you. Oh, yeah, but it irritates my face. <laughs> like, slap! Hashtag zombies ain't my face. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, Black Widow is supposed to still come out or no? Yes. She's been delayed, isn't she? Yeah, I but I think they it's would put that on. Just, oh, maybe next year now. Everything um, for 2021, unless I do know. I mean, and we can talk about this for a second because it's interesting. Um, okay. Disney, Disney putting Mulan, the live-action Mulan, behind a paywall of 30 euros on Disney Plus. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we went to the cinema as a family, it would cost us 40 euro. Yeah. So I think what they're doing is they're offsetting the fact that you're going to watch it in a group. But in fairness, like. I, they have to get their money back yeah. their, is their approach and they have no uh, they they have no responsibility to provide high art, they have to make money, they've always said that, you but um, they, they I, I can see why it's 30 euro but you get to watch it once or a couple of times? No, that's you it, you pay 30 quid and it's yours, that's it, it unlocks the paywall okay. Well that's good because I paid 20 quid to watch Trolls 2 to rent it for that, and that eight. was the that was the benchmark. So as soon as Trolls 2 did gangbusters, it opened the floodgates for a lot of studios to go. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I've seen the to have it unlocked is maybe worth it, but um as far yeah. as I'm aware, it's constantly gonna be unlocked. Um, um Black Widow is due to be re- released on the sixth of November. Well, maybe things will be sensible then, but 
if people act the way they're acting, I won't be going back to the cinema. I'm going to give it another. I have seen maybe two months. Put, put up on social life. media that they've gone into the cinema and it's literally they've put pictures on Facebook and it's like, and they've got a mask on, but it's it, behind them in the cinema. It's nobody else. Empty. It's, yeah. Just I always have rotten luck. This is why I sit at the front now because every single movie I've gone to, there is like four or five people on their phone. So I sit at the front now because it drives me crazy. Maybe I'll be safe. Jesus. I, I don't see that anymore. Is it because I'm going to farty movies that only farts want to go to? I think Maybe. it bugs me so much yeah, because I'm, I'm sadly looking for it. And that's why I sit at the front now. But again, I, I, I we'll see in two, two months' time. I think I can go about two more months before I need to go to the cinema. Hopefully longer. Can believe, can believe I do miss the cinema. August. Did you think we would be here in mid-August? Yeah. yeah. We still wouldn't yeah. be going to cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way it was done and when it was organised, I think we... we, we well, I mean, we I mean for, for, for me personally, it's just going to be like this until there's a vaccine. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And the, it's going to be April. I was looking like April. Uh, I read a scientific report or a doctor's report on, I can't remember the bleeding website now, but there were legitimate... Uh, advances and they reckon they're going to have the vaccine in production by December but then that's only for countries that are going to be widely affected but we're we not going to see vaccine. we have vaccine we did vaccine oh we make vaccine it, it worked perfectly I, my daughter he, she take it she's fine it's fine we have vaccine all good all good me that the Every, everyone great you take you take you take the vaccine is basically you take the potato before we make the vodka you take the potato and you suck on the potato. You get the you get the fever. You know, it's okay. Move. Um, yeah. So, so it's happened already. So off we go. Off we go. Um, yeah. April's not too much of a way considering. Like actually, uh, sorry, I just thought of something, Darren. Uh, oh, go I ahead. Just been going to fart movies in the cinema. Um, the other ones I've seen have been Marvel movies, and they've been so engaging that the teenagers in the cinema haven't been on the phone. So. Mm-hmm. There's that. They're actually with good film. We're all going like the first week, so it's all proper fans. So you don't if so oh, yeah. if there is a person on a phone, I'm not the only one going. Turn that shit off, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, but that's why. Oh, those but Darren's an equal opportunities watcher. He watch he watches everything. Like you watch, watch everything. everything and anything. Well, I mean, you have um, you have like a lot more streaming services are putting their films straight up on on like on them. Uh, but the likes of Christopher Nolan is refusing to do stuff like that. So Tenet is definitely getting a cinema release. Um, yeah. But I, I won't be seeing it in the cinema. Um, nope. If I want to watch a Christopher Nolan movie, I'll just watch the three anime movies they ripped off to make it. That's just the way it works. <laughs> um, so. I, I actually put a message. I have a, I have a, um, excuse me, one second, one, one second. Okay. Um, yeah, but I mean. Send the links to those anime movies so I can watch them. <laughs> just watch, just watch Paprika about three or four times, and you get most Christopher Nolan. Bang some bins. I had um, sorry, Wally Fister is the governor. Let's let's do that for Wally Fister. But we have um, I'm in a movie kind of filmo group on Facebook, and I just said, lads, I don't want to sound like a tool, but I know auteurs and I know what they're. Th- thing is like I know uh what I'm going to that director for what's Christopher Nolan's because I'll because it seems is it that he writes it and does everything on it is it because because is it that he hires good cinematography uh 
is it that is because his plots are very convoluted like he's not a great writer but he's you know he's competent but he also directs it is it because he's a one-man band why is everybody so obsessed with him because i say this as someone who owns at least six or seven of his movies i i enjoy them but I'm trying to work out what the hysteria is about Christopher Nolan. It's, it, it's people's it's people's obsession with twists and films. He peaked at the prestige for my for my for my. Yeah, opinion. but it's he not peaked. really it. It's just his Shyamalan and and and. Exactly, he's the modern day M Night Shyamalan um, because um, what happened was M, M Night made Avatar, and everyone went, "What the fuck? Get away from me!" Um, um, and. He made that, and people were like, "What the? F- this is the dude that made Sixth Sense? Fuck off out of here, will you?" Yeah. Um, and he had like he did kind of claw some back there with the glass movies, and and fine. But again, like anyone that was trying to cling to his, I love that he tied glass in with this with Unbreakable because Unbreakable is my favorite film of his. I love. Right, so truly, I think he had a had so an idea. He made, so he made um he made. Unbreakable. I've seen Lady made... in the Water, so I'll always just get a twitch in my eye when you mention him because that Split. was hard. <laughs> um, that was difficult. Um, well, any film that the writer and director of the film cast himself as a writer in the movie that saves the world of true is writing, you always <laughs> got to question that kind of ego. But um, Unbreakable and then Split and then Glass. Glass. And Kev Keen, Kev Keen actually worked on some designs in Split. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah, he did. He did character sheets for that of the characters. He he worked within. Uh, I don't know whether it was directly with the movie, but he was responsible for a lot of the promo- there was some promotion, promotional artwork that Kev King did for Patricia and a few of the other characters, wow. the Beast and stuff like that. Uh, back in the day when that film was was coming out, uh, and I I I I adore Unbreakable. Adore that movie. It is to me the best film that Emma Shyamalan has made to this date. Still, it's fantastic. Um, I think it's pretty flawless. Um, then Split is a good film. James McAvoy fucking deserved some sort of award. And again, for Glass, James McAvoy deserved some sort of an award because he played like right. fucking 26 people or something in that movie. Yeah. He did the film as Lanny. Yeah, it's I actually, well, it's no shock. I like Glass. I, I was expecting, well, I was expecting it to go that way. Hmm. There was like a 2% chance that I thought maybe it was going to go a superhero way, but that's the way I was expecting it because they were, it was all dumbed down. It wasn't about the, the Avengers type stuff. It was all, about, oh. you know, it was like, I, there's a particular, I don't know. It's, there's a particular comic. I always think of for some reason about, you know, the one where, yeah, you know, wanted but the comic. Yeah. Where I don't know why yeah. I keep on thinking that, but it's like, it kind of like, it's, it's sorry. The reason I'm thinking of it is it goes a different way to the way we're used to in comics, you know, like where the bad guys win and whatnot. And these three movies were like, was a different kind of universe where it's not all about the, the good guys winning and killing the bad guy in the big, huge fights. It was mm. just about how to, how realistic to get it. That's it. There was, there was a realism. Bad. There was a realism too, even though Split kind of twisted that realism a wee bit with all these wee bit, personalities. Yeah. Glass, uh, the two, in, in Unbreakable, it was, it was grounded. Like that was the whole point of, of Unbreakable was, Sam Jackson spent his entire life looking for a hero in the everyday because he believed they were out there. They weren't as fantastical as, as the heroes that are in the comics. I mean, Bruce Willis's weakness in it was water. Like that's as, as, as fucking normal as you can get as far as weaknesses is concerned, considering how 
much water covers the fucking planet. But we're ninety percent water, you know. 60%. So it's like he 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 can't fucking swim. That's that's his weakness. That's his kryptonite. Um, but yeah, like I and I think it's one of it was one of Bruce Willis's most understated and well acted turns in a long fucking time. It's nice so, to see him. It's nice to see him stretching himself a oh, bit. I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of early day Bruce Willis when he gave a fuck. Yeah. You know, when he actually cared about, oh, this is a craft that I want to do, rather Not than just like, yeah, rather than just trying to go, yeah, I'm just going to collect a check. And just I just need money now. Him and Harrison Ford seem to be in a slow bicycle race. Like <laughs> at least, at least Harrison Ford is kind of happy to be gruff. You know, he'll take the Star Wars. Yeah, he owns it. Yeah. You know, he 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 is he is in, encapsulated that gruff old man actor role. But when Harrison Ford wants to have a bit of fun, he'll have a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, just watch all the Jimmy Kimmel clips for that type of shit. But yeah, you know, the, he, the he, breaking he, of the hot toy. Yeah, he's you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I, he got the, I don't have any got, Star Wars hot toys. He got the Han Solo hot toy. He, 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 he doesn't know. He didn't know. In fairness, he didn't know how much it was worth. But yeah. he was meant to drop it or something. But he, he has a look at the toy and he goes, oh, I'm sick of this. And he breaks the leg off it, of, of a, a hot toy, probably around 300, 400 euro. And you're just like, they can glue it on, right? Well, I was like, they can glue that back, right? It's still good. It's still good. Um, My favorite one, sorry, of the Kimball ones is that where he's pissed off and he doesn't want to answer anything about Star Wars. He goes, right, I'll talk, but nothing about Star Wars. And the camera pans to the uh, the. the the, the people and everyone that's standing up is wearing Star Wars gear and they want to ask Star Wars questions but they're like uh, um, what's your favourite colour you know but yeah. you know you just see that they want to go anything you can tell us and then the bit went Chewy you know yeah Chewy Chewy turns up he's like I don't I don't want to talk to you you know what you did you know that what you did that was really good yeah. she was my wife she was my wife my wife <laughs> god damn it amazing like Harrison Ford yeah Harrison Ford can take the piss out of himself Bruce Willis just whenever every every interview you ever see Bruce Willis in modern day he just doesn't want to be there he's like no yeah whatever it's like he's got a tax bill due yeah it's like he's Nicolas Cage in the fuck out of it but Nicolas Cage at least Nicolas Cage is buying fossils Nicolas Cage has come out the other side of that now and is making horror art house joy like he made Mandy stopped clock you know if you make enough films some this of them is, gotta this be good is true. but he's come out he got through the wicker man he came out the other side he's now making films like mandy and the color yeah. of space and they are two masterpieces of mad just let's horror. see let's see what comes out the other end of uh, this and year mom and dad was good as well what am i getting that right where all the the adults go crazy I haven't, that. That one. I haven't seen oh, that one. Oh, that's good. I, look, I like. You, I really like look, that. To get somebody to go crazy is just dying. Just her waking up for Nicolas Cage. There's actually an interview with him on YouTube that's about half an hour long, and it's it's for it's for the promotion of Mandy, and he's talking about his craft and he's talking about his career and he's talking about um, different things that he's done over the years, and you can actually see how smart that motherfucker is. How intelligent oh, yeah, he is. I know. But he's a he's banana bonkers. Yeah, but he's like fun banana bonkers. He's not he hasn't vanished up his own arsehole. He knows he's nuts. And he just <laughs> he's not the crazy it's like a, it's like a warm you know? hug of Nicolas Cage joy. I'll I'll watch Nicolas Cage in anything. I mean anything I'll watch Nicolas Cage in. I just feel like I just feel like Catherine Heigl was 0.05% as crazy and never worked again. <laughs> 
but that, that that leads me to ask: Is that the old age-old adage of Hollywood, just basically not female? He's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Does that as well? Does that does that as well? You know, does that I mean- just I just listen to people talking about what's the what's the um, the other one? It's like a, like people would tell you what an absolute out and out bollocks Johnny Carson was, and he was doing that show for. 40 years yeah and um you know uh yeah and then you're looking at what's happening with ellen you're like Ooh. but that's the thing it's but it's that's i think that's less to do about ellen being a woman and ellen being you know a fucking horrible boss if that's what she is yeah. but it's, it's oh, now nice? it's now the culture of oh, now God. oh darren look up ellen on twitter what's happening now just we're not oh. going to tell you about it no it's it's look if you are that fucking positive on camera five days a week for how long have you been doing that show like 15 years as long as she's been doing portion fact checks me on all these uh, uh things she's, I, I don't she's, think we have many ellen aficionados who might be just no you know. no we should be all right um uh yeah darren if you're that happy forced happy and if you're that rich and you're not you're oprah that long also oprah's the exemption to the rule oh, oh, oprah's, oprah's, the, oprah's the exemption to every rule Okay, because yeah. like she's occasionally on the Ellen shows, occasionally on when I'm sitting having my lunch, and you know Ellen she just seems really happy. So I was like, maybe she's an Oprah, you know. But, there's oh, there's a thin. point, Darren. There's a point in parenting when your kid is really small, and you just feel, uh, especially if you're if you're feeding the child yourself as a mother, and it's called touched out, where you're like. Just nobody touch me. Just nobody come near me. I can't. Just, I physically can't. I don't know who I am anymore. I've forgotten who I am. And I feel like Ellen has been doing that show for so long and doing it so professionally and doing it like, like just chopping it out. Happy, 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 dance, 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 dance. And I feel like you cannot do that and also be nice to every fucker you meet. Yeah, I, I thought that maybe if, you're, if that's your job, then as soon as you come off camera and you're with your friends, you're all you're like, you're like all right, fuckers, yeah. how you doing? No, and no, there. Yeah, maybe, maybe it should be, but she's basically like, don't look at me, don't talk to me, and also hiring people who say inelegant things to their uh, workers of color. So it's uh, it's bullying and toxic work practices, and her being either. Uh, ignorant of it or just so out of touch that she never know but like, like yeah, yeah it's 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 great fun but like i'm not making the case for oh ellen is being vilified because she's a woman because apparently portia de rossi gave up acting because of her so fuck ellen <laughs> jesus but but yeah like johnny carson was you want to some of the stories about how he treated his writers are just amazing yeah, was, johnny carson was was operating in a time where none of that shit was questioned oh. do you ever a, wayne do you ever do you ever look at um oh fuck am i gonna get his name wrong what's the absolutely amazing talk show from the 70s and he was on for years oh man oh. <laughs> you see, he's an t- American talk show. Ache myself. Yeah, I'm American, gonna kick American up talk up. show. Yeah, oh, and like you just, you just have like Peter Falk and Dean Martin and John Cassavetes, and they're all drunk and just, you're just like, okay. Whenever anyone says, whenever anyone says like talk show from the 70s and 80s, I just automatically being a, being an Irish man who grew up in the 80s, I just think it's Terry Wogan. 
I just think Wogan. Wogan, Wogan yeah. Wogan. Fuck Parkinson. It's the right instinct. Fuck Parkinson. Harry right Wogan. Who went on that show drunk as well, didn't they? Didn't your man Oliver Reed go on Wogan? Or am famously. I yes. Oliver Reed That's famously went on drunk everywhere. Yeah. Um, oh, I know everywhere, but wasn't there like, Wogan was one of the main ones where yeah, he went yeah, on yeah. Hammer. Yeah. I mean, my I remember like I had, there was staples in my house growing up in the 80s that my, my parents, my mom in particular, always watched um, talk show, talk show things like whatever be it Wogan but she had a, a, an affinity for Bob Monkhouse oh um, his Bob Monkhouse was professional Bob like Monkhouse just... and what was what was the other guy um who Freddie Starr did a lot of stuff with Dez. Freddie yeah what was his name um Dez, Dez, what, am I thinking wrong Des something uh, Des O'Connor Des O'Connor that's it yeah Des O'Connor who obviously Des O'Connor I have to thank Des O'Connor for my introduction to Dave Allen Dave Allen, oh. yeah. So for anyone that's listening, for anyone that's listening or watching this who doesn't know who Dave Allen is, go onto YouTube and type in Dave Allen comedian. Dave uh, Allen is the guy with glasses and the whiskey, isn't it? He's no, he's, well, he's Irish. Some, he's Irish. Yeah. He sometimes yeah. wears glasses. Yeah, uh, yeah that's yeah. I don't I was, know. I, have to watch, I don't watch enough of him. I, I was of... fascinated with Dave Allen from a very very early age, and my love of that type of comedy morphed and changed over the years because I went from Dave Allen to Eddie Murphy Raw when it was in that particular mm-hmm. age bracket that yeah. found Raw in Extravision yeah. on well, the video shelf it. and you rented it because I had the Extravision yellow sticker and it was just, it was Eddie Murphy and he was like, that's the guy from Coming to America. What's, what's this about? And you kind of watch it, you're like, huh. Oh, you got a fair wake up then when oh. you watch <laughs> and What do all uh, these words mean? Yeah, and then, and then when you rewatch Raw nowadays, you kind of go, he can't fucking say that. He can't say that. Oh. And- I mean, he'll he. The, the best thing is, you know, Eddie Murphy will say, "It's very young. It was a different time, and I'm yeah. doing it." You know, no, <laughs> you, you wouldn't do that shit on stage. But I kind of my 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 com- my comedy like roadshow of the world from an early age was Dave Allen. That then morphed throughout the years, where all those type of comedians to like, you know, um, to, obviously up to Bill Hicks, and then later in life Doug Stanhope, uh, along those lines of those type of comedians. But that started with Dave Allen because he was so irreverent of a lot of stuff that, that was fundamentally Irish, like the church, yeah. um, you know, the, the way we did things in Ireland, the way Irish people do things, mm-hmm. Irish mothers, Irish wives, Irish families. It was all, it was like, you know, cause it was, cause it was just the way he told the story. And, uh, and I was always fascinated with the fact that he only had like three and a half fingers on one hand. And they got one of his hands because he used to hold a microphone. I didn't know that. And if you look I at it, you'll see he only has like on one of his hands, it's just like he's missing like half a finger. And I was like, how did he lose that finger? Um, and I think he told the story at one point and I forgot it, but it's, it's still, but no, I highly recommend anyone that, and it's, it's old humor, but it's done in a way. I still cite one of his jokes that he tells about, um, I want to say it was Marlena Dietrich. It could be a different actress. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But he talked about the fact that when he was a kid, he used to sneak into cinemas to watch dirty films. And he snuck into a cinema one day to see this movie. And it was in age. I want to say it was Marlena Dietrich. She was older, uh, but she was seducing a younger man. But she was well into her, uh, it was an older age, an older woman, the body of an older woman. So the skin was a bit more saggy. It was folds here and there. And as a, right. young, as a boy sneaking in to see what he thought was a naughty movie, he was like, he saw the same film years later when he was a much older man he's like fuck I fancy her 
you know, yeah. it was the, it was the it was that twist of of the perspective of age as it as it yeah. transfer, and it's like you know, it's it's that kind of an idea of a story. Now, obviously, he tells the story much better than I do, but I, if anyone yeah. has ever heard of Dave Allen, any anyone that's listening or watching this that is not Irish or hasn't is not English that hasn't seen him over the years, I highly re- highly recommend checking him out um, because he he was a phenomenal comic in his time. He's obviously dead now, um, but he was his humor was. Quick, sharp, and very dry most of the time. Um, I love, I love um, how easy breezy Graham Norton is these days. When you don't, when you've, when you've earned your place, and you, you're not trying so fucking hard, and he's just yeah. sitting talking to people. Like he's getting he, he, see, Graham Norton, <laughs> Graham Norton is, has gotten to that stage where he's just like, yeah, whatever. And I mean, he's gotten to the point where people come on his lovely. show because they know it's just like we're gonna have a drink, we're gonna just sit there, and yeah. he gets the stuff out of people that you don't expect. You him might to get end out. up sitting beside royalty where on an american tv uh show you a uh, talk show you've got seven minutes your stories are pre-prepared and yeah. you're going to be split in two by the ad break <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, so, yeah. it's, it's a it's a different animal altogether um and like you I see, see it. them at home actually these days when they can't when they're not being chopped and 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 fucked about marched in and out and spend the first half of their interview pulling their dress down like Jesus. it's it's uh, it's cool it's cool tandy newton was wearing a t-shirt and just climbing all over her couch being interviewed by colbert and i was here for it yeah it was that, yeah. that, 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 that type of stuff that's been happening during all of this those kind of like at home talk shows that you're seeing um being have it wait Dick Cavett, yep. That's Jesus it. Christ. If yep. I got the, off this call. The Dick Cavett show. The Dick Cavett show. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that. Perfection. Um, yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. So <laughs> we've already talked about video games, and I don't really want to harp on about another one. Um, right. But However. I, however. We're I don't rolling know, home. D-Man, I don't know if you've played it, right? Now, I rarely, I, I'm, I'm an avid gamer. I play a lot of games. I have played a lot of games. I own a lot of games. All Very, different genres. All different genres on different consoles throughout the years. I have rarely, I rarely seek out the platinum a game. What that is is on PlayStation you get achievements. The same on, on Xbox. But yeah. It's on PlayStation you platinum a game where you get all the achievements and you get the final achievement and then it goes platinum. And I've done that. You, that get, on a, you get a trophy, trophy, right? I've done that with maybe three games on the PlayStation in all my years of playing. I did it yeah. back in the day when I was 18 to 25 when I had a bit more, um, I don't know what it is, time, yeah. I did yeah. that with and games. You kind of like, i got to get them all. It's the Pokemon kind of mentality. you got to catch them all. Yeah. Thing. But I, yeah. When you were talking about story games, I'm so used to playing games where there's two and a half hours of story and then like grinding for four years afterwards. <laughs> I do yeah. miss my achievements, though. That's the one thing I regret going from Xbox to PlayStation. Well, you get, you, have, achieve, you have achievements in PlayStation. No, no, That's I mean, like, I, I wanted to bring my bragging scores over of all the games. And I again, there is that as well. There is, you do have a gamer score on PlayStation, though. It's a percent, it's a, it's like my gamer score at the moment is like, it's, it's a rank or whatever, or it's a number. So mine is like 15 or 16 or something. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can't remember what mine was, but, but I know it would be more awesome if I was able It's to on your profile Xbox. and it shows your list of how many achievements you have and you can compare it to your friends on your friends' okay. list and whatever. It's, I, I don't know, I don't really know that many people who actually bother with it on PlayStation. It's a bigger yeah. thing on Xbox because a lot of the fucking Call of Duty 
braggy people are on Xbox. There are some of them yeah. on, on PlayStation, but a lot of them are on Xbox because I remember. But the achievements on Xbox were a bit of a joke there at the at the beginning. Like they, they were, were. There was there was it came. It was always more of a thing on Xbox where the little thing popped up at the, at the bottom, and it still is because I have an Xbox One, and that still happens. But anyway, right. I straight after Last of Us Two, straight after it, I went and started Ghost of Tsushima. Um, which is a new game from Sucker Punch, who are responsible for the infamous games and Sly Raccoon. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, Tashima, if I say it right, um, is a samurai game based in, on the island of Tsushima off the coast of Japan in the year 12 something, 1236 something. And it's basically the Mongol, the Mongol army uh, led by a Kotokan invades Tsushima as a preempt to invade Japan. And you are a samurai lord who has to defend, you start off the game going into battle and you get fucked up and then you get revived by a thief, brings you back to life and then you have to then reclaim your island from the from the Mongol invaders and free your uncle and all this honor. So it is okay. easily coming from The Last of Us 2, which was a phenomenal benchmark AAA title into another benchmark AAA title that I wasn't expecting to be as good as it was I got I got about 42% achievements on The Last of Us because you have to kind of play it more than once to get all of the achievements on Ghost of Tsushima I made a point of platinuming that motherfucker straight through you got them all in one go I got them all in one go it is by far one of the best games I have ever fucking played it is a Beautiful title. It looks amazing. It plays amazing. The story, the acting, it's just top tier all the way fucking true. Non-stop. It's emotional. It's rewarding. It's just so fucking good. Um, and I, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's the top selling, um, top selling first level or for what the fuck it is. It's um, yeah. first level IP game. On PlayStation. It sold like 8 million copies or something in its opening weekend. I'm so glad because it's so expensive to make games yeah. like that. And if it came to nothing, that would be very sad for everybody that worked on it when it was such when it was so beautifully done. Oh, it's honest to God. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it is a work of art from start to finish. I mean, I the, from sorry, it sold, it sold more than two point, it was a bit off, 2.4 million units worldwide during its opening weekend um Ooh, nice and that's insane in its first three days it sold 2.4 million copies which is just nuts up for a game wow. um, how did you just know what reviews how did you just know i had been i mean look i'm a weeb i'm like it's just if it's about japan if it's about samurai right. i'm all in straight off the bat and i had pre-ordered it um, ages ago, and it was delayed. That was delayed because they had to. F- there was there was delays with that as well because of everything that's happened. Yeah. And it it came. It delivered just before I was finishing Last of Us Two. It kind of arrived, and because uh, it was released just after Last of Us Two, so Last of Us Two came out. And then about a month later, Ghost of Tsushima came out, and I just I I didn't know what to expect going in. I'd heard the reviews were through the roof. I heard it was really really good. I still did not expect the game that I got. It was oh, wow. phenomenal. Um, you play a character called Jin Sakai. He is a, 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 um, a samurai lord on the island of Tsushima. Your uncle 
um, is the ruling lord and you ride into battle at the start of the game with him to fight against the Mongols and they decimate the army of samurai they, and they capture your uncle. So you're left for dead on the beach where you're fighting and a thief called Yuna takes you and brings you back to life, uh, nurses you back to life and you then have to go about discovering what the fuck has happened and fighting your way back through the island um, with it, trying to re uh, rescue your uncle, building an army, um, building allies on the island and driving the Mongol forces off. It's, it's a game in three acts. It, it, the story is just phenomenal. It's so well made, so well acted. Um, the, and it's, the great thing about it is, is that it's a game that was made with, a, with an Asian cast, straight through. Um, proper Asian yeah. cast. And the game itself has multiple options. So you can play it in normal game mode, um, color, English dialogue, all acted out by the actors in it. You can play it in full color, with Japanese dialogue, subtitled. It's got a black and white mode, play it in that. But the black and white mode is called Kurosawa mode. Wow. So it's got, it's got film grain on it. It's got a particular gradient on the whole game. So you can play the game as if it's directed by Akira Kurosawa. Oh, that is fucking awesome. Um, when the game was released in Japan, right, so Sucker Punch is a European games company. When the game right. was released in Japan, it received huge praise for the fact that a European games company were able to make a game that at its heart was a Japanese game. Um, very similar to the vein, or kind of the flip side of that would be um, the company that make the Demon Souls or Dark Souls game are making a medieval uh, adventure game or medieval fucking BDSM game for a lot of people because it's just punishment um, by a Japanese company but they make it like a European medieval battle game and they get the tone of it perfect as well so it's kind of the same it swings around about in that regard but I'm, it's, I, I, I played it um, over the last couple of weeks and uh, I was just blown away by every everything every, every aspect it it's I'd say it's roughly around the same length as Last of Us 2 about 30 hours roughly um, and but you I like I finished the game got every achievement in the game and sat there and went, I think I'm going to restart this in Curacao mode. Oh, wow. that's, that's rare to get that. Usually with small, yeah. with a limited amount of time, you want to get the next game you have on your stack. Yeah. So, well, Which I do cool. have. Uh, I do have a lot of games that I want to get through. But yeah, I so got it for my, my brother for his birthday. Um, it's funny, he, I was, it was, he came to me like, and said, here, look at this trailer. And I was in the middle of playing Shadows Die Twice. And I'm still in the oh. middle of it because that Terrible. game is beautiful, but it's difficult. And I, punish it. it was quarant it's all oh, but I love those type of games, but this one, I'm hoping it's not age, but this is the first game where I'm like, oh my fucking there's a certain boss, and I was like, I can't get by this boss. I don't actually think like I'm forty two and I was nearly forty two and I was like, I don't think I can get past this boss. Now I did, but the killer was is as soon as I got past that one boss straight into another difficult boss. So I had to say, if I play this, my controller's getting smashed. So I put it down. It's, it's yeah. a great game, but I had to put it down, stepped away, played The Last of Us 1, Last of Us 2. And then after that, I went, right, I'm going to play the, the Jedi Fallen Order for something relaxing. Not realizing that it's nearly, apparently, now so far so good, but apparently it's nearly on, on, on the level of the Dark Souls games difficult, apparently. 
What or is in, in Miranda? Sekiro is. Oh no, sorry, no, no, the Jedi Fallen Order. But no, once isn't. I'm finished Jedi no, Fallen Je- Order. Jedi Fallen Order is not a different back. game. Okay, well, I, 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 I'm enjoying, really enjoying it. And it's the bosses good. were a tiny bit difficult, but not as bad as, as Shakira, di- Shakira, Jesus Christ. Shakira. Shakira. <laughs> There's another, in an alternate reality, you're playing Shakira. Shakira. Samurai. Oh, wow. Like Sign me up. Um, Sign me up. But, yeah, but, it, it, hello, it, hello, it, hello. But, um, yeah, uh, sorry, uh, I, I am going back to it. But I'm sorry, I'm doing the Jedi game. Then I'm going back to finishing it because it's not going to win. And then I'm got because that'll be three technically futuristic samurai swords, then really really dis, di, difficult samurai swords, and then I'm going on to that one. Right? And, God, yeah. that and, and like uh, it actually has there's some aesthetics in Ghost that is very similar to Sekiro, um, because it's got the uh, you know the in you know the opening sequence in Sekiro where you're yeah. walking through the fields of those big white plants. They're all the way through Chisima. They're all the way all over across the island. Actually, you hide in them as because the whole premise behind the ghost game is that you start off as a samurai, but in order to defeat the Mongols, you have to become something else. And you have to kind of leave the honor behind and become this assassin. You have to get down to business. You have to get literally get get down and fucking like take these fuckers out the only way you can and you like there's a beautiful conflicting storyline all the way through it where you know that what you're becoming your uncle isn't going to approve and he's a samurai and he lives by that code of honor and you're going to rescue him and you and like and the the story goes to places you're kind of like oh man like the end of act two the end of act two just fucking floored me and yeah so the way it's broken down at the end, there are bosses in the game and it's done, a lot of them are done like samurai jewels, but they're, they're done like they're being filmed. Like proper it's, ones. It's like there's, there's sequences where it's just like long camera shots of two samurai standing in fields and the wind is blowing and the camera's holding right. there and you're looking, it's like, it's just, it's so well made. It's a beautiful game. So I was, yeah. lucky, sorry, man, I, I was lucky enough to watch a video. Once my brother said, here, this is good. Um, I came, it came on my feed. These two guys that train, train in martial arts were watching some of the fight scenes. And they were saying, now there was one, I, I think it was just a glitch in the game where the two weapons hit, but they didn't hit, but there was a spark. But part of that one, they were saying that all the other fights were pretty much on par what would happen. Um, and yeah. that was good to wow. hear. That's but, a lot of work. Now it makes sense that if there's, if they're, Saying how good it was, it was. It's uh, yeah. In the in the in the game in the game you unlock there's four different kind of fighting stances as a samurai, so you have different types of fighting stances that have different kind of like blade techniques and stuff as you go through it, and they're fighting different foes. So if you have a guy who has a shield and a sword, you have to go into a different type of stance to fight him. If you're going against a big brutish fucker with a big battle axe, you go into a different stance against him. So it's it the game is well thought out and the fights are nice and fluid. They don't, they're not clunky in any way and you can parry and block and kind of jump out of the way and stuff. It's very well done. The mechanic of the game is phenomenal. Uh, and even, you know, in a lot of games nowadays, you kind of go, right, this is now, to get this achievement, you have to go collect all the flags. And that's, that's what you have to yeah. do, just go collect all the flags. Right. That is in this game, but it's part of the story. It's part of, ah. if, you, if you are doing all of this, it's so you can get these things to make you the better fighter or to build you up and make you more um, powerful. 
So it's worth your while to do this. It's not that you're just going to collect the flags just to collect the flags. Um, gotcha. So, you know, it's, it's a well thought out. It's, it's got similarities to a lot of other games. It's, it, if I was to try and give it like a tag, not so much a tagline, but amalgamate two games together to give you an idea of what it is, it's Red Dead Redemption meets Assassin's Creed. And it's but the good Assassin's Creed and obviously Red Dead Redemption stuck together, but with fucking samurai, and it looks amazing. Like I've taken, I've ta- I've I've never taken as many screenshots of a game as I have with this. Easily. Uh, um, it reminds me the the pictures you put up, Wayne. Um, remind me a lot of Dark Souls because of how visually great it was. Like the, I still remember playing, I think Dark Souls Two, and it's a tough game. But I got to this this area where it was just grass. I was on top of a hill grass as far as I could see and then forest and I just stood there for 10 minutes enjoying it because of how like it felt like I was in a forest but also because I didn't know what was beyond those forests whether or not it would be a big huge battle and it was kind of like like as I said it was just like wow but also this is probably what it's like for for adventurers when it's like it's now a good time to relax and get a bit better my energy mentally I was like I can relax here. Nothing's going to attack me for this particular moment. And the, the view is brilliant. And the one, the pictures that you were, you were putting up, yeah. I got that image as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's great when a game like can do that. Like it, it going like to the last of us too. There's, there's a few images in that and in one where they do it, like one where Ellie's on the farm and you know, they just have, she goes out into the garden and looks out. I have a, I took a picture of it because it was so lovely. It's amazing. Yeah. Little, when games can do that, it's awesome. It is hard for you to do that. I love when you're compelled to screenshot, like somebody's done their work at that point. But yeah, I can't, I can't uh, chime in. I'm up to 370 hours on Animal Crossing. Well, look, you stuck with that game longer than I did because I was playing all those other games. My island is probably like, my island probably now looks like The Last of Us 2. It's probably... Probably, but Wayne, my kids are not gonna stop fucking asking. They bring up yogurt every second day, and I keep trying Ooh. to tell them, look, look, look. My friend isn't like he's not. You know, it's no good. You have to like it, one of two things has to happen. We have to get yogurt, or you have to come to Manusica again because they are yeah, not gonna. No, I'll, I'll, um, the I'll... idea that there's an island called yogurt. Has gone into my kids' heads in a way it will just not go. It well, go. Uh, they're going to be very disappointed when they get the yogurt because it's very much natural yogurt because there's it's, fuck all in it. It's what happens. They don't care. They don't give a shit. There's an island called yogurt, and my friend lives there, and that's all they know. And it's there's, a, there's a plethora of fruit trees. That's it. That's all I have. That's brilliant. Oh, isn't it adorable that when you came, you came to my island, you brought fruit, and yeah. I'm like, yes, I can. I didn't realize at that point you could plant fruit. Yeah, I had. I figured that. Out. It took me a while to figure that as well. That you could actually plant the fruit and grow the trees. Yeah, I was, was like, coming back from Nook Miles Islands with full trees in my pocket, like a tit. But uh, you know. <laughs> No, we're, we're all wiser we're all, now. We're all, yeah, we are. I mean, there's, there's a lot of updates to Animal Crossing that I really should check out, but I just, I've been too busy with other games. Um, uh, yeah, grown-up games for grown-ups, but I love my baby games for babies. I got Anim- the, the Animal uh, Crossing yeah. is, has, I think Animal Crossing for a long time was a lot of people's release for the oh. longest time. And we've said this before, it is, it came at the most perfect time. So perfect. And that game was delayed. That game was yeah. delayed. And everything in it is an absolute joy. Every interaction you do, you're like, oh wow. But um yeah, you look at you look at the way creative people are building their island. You know, there's some people all they want to do is murk all they want to do is do their house. 
that's all they want to do some people all they want to do is just like if people are talking about my aunt plays my aunt is fishing all night that's all she does and she's so fucking happy and you're like who are we to tell people what happiness is but i'm just yeah i'm just i'm just um just uh working away just working away i find it so relaxing and when i when i was playing it i did find it extremely relaxing um and my thing was finding different codes for different outfits online that was yeah. what I did all the time. I don't but know you why. Had uniform. I had you all the yeah. I had all the Starfleet uniforms. I had um, what else did I have? The Babylon Five uniforms. That in the game. Um, nice. Yeah, it's people designing them. Like you know, I had a, a, a rake of NASA T-shirts. Um, I, like there's loads of stuff that I got off the internet that was like codes that you just input into the fashion section. People and then are just out. people are just sitting there and yeah. doing pixels. And putting that love and attention out into the world, and they're like, "Thank you, internet weirdos. You're yeah. not all on uh, the gamer subreddit making us want to set the internet on fire. You're, yeah. you're, you're really, you're really out there doing the Lord's work. So uh, let's uh, let's uh, shout them out. Uh, the the Lord's work that is, you know, <laughs> Tom Nook, pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the the thing about it is, is that, like, and again, this has been talked about on podcasts as well. Is the beautiful kind of weird yin and yang of the fact that Animal Crossing New Horizons and Doom Eternal were both launched on the same day mm. and they both promoted each other's game. Yeah. So much so that there's now videos of Isabel and Doom Slayer together in videos on the internet doing things like slaying and and also fishing. And, and also fishing, yeah. And, you know, it's, slaying it's, and fishing. It's, yeah. Well, I think that's where society's headed, lads. We are going to be either slaying or fishing most of our days. I reckon that's where we're going. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, there was a few other things I was hoping to cover, not just video games for this entire thing. But, oh, well, uh, you no, know, it goes it where it goes. It goes where it goes. But um, two things I do want. They're kind of promotional, but not really, because they're not really promoting anything we're doing. But yeah. our good sponsors, Dublin City Comics, um, who it is kind of promoting what we're doing. But... They have opened up. Uh, this this blew my mind when I found out about it. It makes um, sense. It, it does make perfect sense. But yeah. they have opened up a Gundam cafe in Dublin city centre. Um, Gundam and Coffee is the name of it. It's right across the road from Dublin city comic shops, uh, shop uh, on Cable Street. And you go. And in wait, there. what do they do in Gundam and Coffee? Um, they build GoBots and Rock Lords and drink water. Okay, gotcha. Um, but that's exactly what it says on the tin. So exactly what it says on the tin. Um, but yeah, it's I've you probably if anyone that knows about it, I've seen the videos and pictures online uh, of the lads walking in the shop. It's beautiful. It's 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 a fantastic idea. It's there's nothing like it in Dublin. No. So and I know people are being safe out there and they're taking you know precautions to be out in the world uh, and live their lives as best they can. But if you are in the city centre. If you are looking for Gundam, if you're looking for a cup of coffee, you could do nothing worse than going to this shop, checking it out, uh, and uh, and seeing what the lads have put together because it's like you know it's it, it it's it's, it, it's an amazing you know thing. Means, do you know what it means that they think we're good enough to deserve that? It just <laughs> means that they think humanity is worth saving. That yeah. they've done this. And I can't wait to get there and build that uh, EV one or that Victini one. Yeah, because they, they, they've got a lot like, of different ones, yeah. Oh, sorry, I know it's 
you know, like a lot of people are staying at home, but I know, like, I probably, I've, I've done it now that I'll, I'll probably go once a month into town to get my comics until I'm back working. But I know that probably next week, I know though, I'm actually looking forward to it, that when I go in to get my comics, I can go across the way and buy a coffee and have a look quickly at, at, at the Gundams. And even though I've got a rake of Gundams already from the lads that I've yet to build, oh my God, have you seen the shame I have? Um, I've been distracted by bu- building and painting models, but I've, I'm actually now about to go and start building some more kits. But even though the fact that it's there is so awesome. To, I mm. like, I know anyway, I'll be going in, get my comics, yeah. going across the pool, getting a coffee, having a look at it. I'm, I'm hoping now, I'm really hoping that they might have some of the Transformer Gundams. Um, but they yeah, did before, like, I think. They had, I think they had they did, but, but even I, I know I'm going to get something and it's, you know, it's a little extra treat. And it's yeah. nice that it's there considering like, yeah. With, like with like there's not there's not many places now that we can go to that you know um so it's good that we do we can now in dublin say that we have you know a gundam and coffee shop i also trust them i also trust them to be snobby about the coffee and for the coffee to be good and I'm really well i mean they're the coffee the coffee that they're getting is cosmic coffee is the name of the coffee it's out of this world some, yeah and they've got some artisan hot chocolate shit as well like so i mean it's Whoa, they're sparing no expense um, so and and also they are adhering to safety guidelines. There are um, guides within the shop, and you know signage everywhere. And there's there's a, a, pla- um, a kind of a shield for the the teller. So you know practice safety, wear your mask, um, keep the L distance, all the type of malarkey. But do go check out the shop uh, because they put a lot of love into it because it is it is very much a, a, a love thing. Because I've I've been going to Dublin City Comics since it's a, it's its inception. And Doc has always been a huge Gundam fan, and yep. Jason Flood is a huge fan of big robots. Uh, and you know, Anto knows his shit, like you know. So I mean, go in, support the folks in there, check out the new shop, and buy yourself a coffee. Like, like it's a sh- when the when the old shop closed, like we, you know, we Gundam Club couldn't happen. There wasn't a yeah. place to go for maybe a minute or two, chat to the lads, and then and then go off. But at least this is somewhere you know you are going to bump in. I know social distancing, but it's nice to have another place now where you might bump into someone else quickly yeah. that, that is also into Gundam, have a quick two meters chat as well, you know, yeah. and then off you go. But it's, it, it is great. And I, I, as I said, I can't wait to go in. Mm. My wallet's like, going to cry, but I don't care. Well, that's it. You're supporting a brick and mortar store as well at the same time. Like, yeah. you're, you're, you're supporting a local business. Uh, this isn't some big chain or anything like that. It's a local business run by local people. It's a I local was, shop for local. I was waiting. <laughs> I just, I, I was so chuffed. I'm like, Oh my God, you, you love us. You love us. You want us to have nice things. Thank you so much, guys, and I will be in. Um, and speaking of nice things, um, yeah. Half Past Danger Kickstarter launched <gasps> uh, last week. When was it last week? Was it last week? It was. It was last, what day is it today? Today's Friday. Um, it launched Tuesday of last week i think um, yeah. time time has no meaning anymore but anyway it launched on it within eight hours in the first day it was it hit its its goal of of, of uh, 10 grand but it's now on the stretch goals um and um stephen mooney and friends because there's a lot of irish comic book talent involved. there is it's a, a lot eclectic mix <laughs> hey. um, there's a lot of them and they're pushing to get the stretch goals so they can make as uh, uh, the, the best book they can make. So we're pimping that as well. So definitely go check out Kickstarter for the Half Past Danger Christmas special. Um, it's such only 
only the half past danger franchise could get me to mention the c word at this time of the year because i'm very very festive but i also fence that shit off very uh, clearly but i don't uh, like christmas in july but i don't mind a half past danger christmas in august anytime yeah. anytime anytime but yeah. you know i can't i, can't I, wait I got that. money i didn't have and and uh, i'm just sure. gonna make it work I followed, yeah. I backed that shit immediately. And I was running around a house in Wexford on patchy, shitty 3G, trying to connect to the website. Oh. <laughs> I, I did it, but I did yeah. it. No, I, I backed it nice well, It was nice to kind of turn around to uh, uh, me fella and go, I have to act fast because this thing's going to be done. Like, yeah. you know, it, was, uh, it was cool. Yeah, no, I, I, like the, it was it was great to see it actually get funded and, and get funded so quickly, um, and it like it is still going. I think they're they're closing in on their first stretch goal at the moment, which mm -hmm. is a, like so. Each stretch goal unlocks a new story, a new story written by Mooney and drawn by another artist. Oh, I uh, love that idea! Yeah. I, it's it's so ridiculous to me um, uh, that like that Steve Mooney would have someone else drawing when he's Steve Mooney. Like, it's like if, if, if um, Dick Cavett decided he'd be the cameraman for a couple of episodes, you know? But like, when you see who he's got coming in, you're like, ooh. Yeah. So the first story, the first stretch goal is Nate Stockman, who is uh, well known for, um, Nate has done Spider-Man. Uh, but the, it, like, it's, it's really good stuff. Like there's some uh, images of the of, of the pages up there on the on the Kickstarter as well. Black and white, yeah. Yeah, and then he, as he gets closer to each stretch goal, he's going to announce who the new artists are. And then if it hits all the stretch goals, it's going to be a sixty-page book with a, a with a big pinups um, section at the back uh, of other Irish artists as well. And even I think even rogue comic artist Colin Griffin has thrown his hat into the ring on that one because oh, he, did a, he did a bit. He did a bit of fan art uh, during the week. Um, for just just as a bit of fan art for half past danger to celebrate the kickstarter and steven saw it and he was like fuck if if we hit the if we hit it and i'm able to get the money to make it a book that'll fit all the stuff in oh he's you so great you know but they have to get there first so if yeah. you can throw a few shekels at the kickstarter you uh, can do it it, and like the, it. the book the book is due, like it's basically getting the book made he's drawing it if you check out steven's twitter He's drawing his fucking part of it now. You see him, the, the progression, and Dex Shalvey's doing his story as well because there's a Dex Shalvey story in there as part of the main book anyway. Um, so Shalvey is drawing one a of the story stories. that he that he wrote. No, Mooney wrote all of it, right. and then okay. he's got different okay. artists working on it. So Mooney wrote all of it. Shalvey is doing the, one of the first extra stories, and Stephen Byrne is doing another one. They're Hopefully. they're part of it. They're part of the main book. But then there's more stories available. If the more stretch goes they hit, there's going to be three more stories added than a pinup gallery. Um, so yeah, the Half Past Danger Christmas special, um, check it out, definitely check it out. And if you can throw a few shekels at it, do, because it's well worth your time. Because you can get, like, you mean, you can throw, I think it's something like a fiver at it, and you get the PDF of the book when it's released. So even if you can't afford to, to throw the 40 or 30 quid it is for the big book, throw a fiver at it and get the PDF, and you'll be able, you'll get the book, and everything that it includes in the book. I barely have a job, and I threw 60 quid <laughs> I want that sketch, man. I want yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, so they're the two announcements. Definitely, I'd, I'd recommend the, checking out the, the Gundam and Coffee Store on Cable Street, run by the folks from Dublin City Comics, who very graciously sponsor our D and D shenanigans. Um, Thanks, lad. So, and 
please do check out the podcast plays D&D if you want to enter into uh, our latest competition for a copy of Chronicles of Exandria, the art book, which can be yours. It is a fucking gorgeous book. Uh, I've looked through my copy now of it multiple times and it's just beautiful. It's got art, but it's also got stories, scriptings, um, letters from characters, character descriptions. It's, it's packed. It's a massive, massive hardback book. It's beautiful and a copy of it could be winging its way to you. All you got to do is go check out the podcast plays Dungeons and Dragons episode 11, answer a very simple question and reshare the video on social media. Tagging Irish Very winnable. Wayne, I'd say that book would be handy if you're playing in that campaign setting and you have a player that's always going. Do you have a picture of it? It'd be really handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, that, that I've heard of player, there's awkward, there's awkward players out there like that. I've heard of them. Have no imagination. <laughs> Even when the DM's really, really good at describing them. Yeah, you know, the DM's really like, good you know, at describing them. Like, there's still that one person that'll go, do you have a picture? Yeah. Pictures help. <laughs> pictures help. Um, so, folks, that has been a very rambly episode of podcast about video uh, games, Gundam, Animal Crossing, and backing some Kickstarters that deserve your attention. Um, as always, I have been Wayne. I've been King. And I've been Darren. And we will hopefully see you very soon for the next episode of Podcast. And we will see you on the next episode of Podcast Plays Dungeons and Dragons as well. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, look after yourselves, take it handy. Bye. Bye.